at SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. All right, so Kosi Gianni is a clinical psychologist. She joins us this afternoon to give us a little bit of healing as many of us are just battling grief. Lots of people just passing away. As you know, the pandemic is now here and uh, it's becoming quite real. And the loss is just very, very difficult to deal with. And what I'm hearing the most is the difficulty of dealing with not being able to to find that closure, you know, by way of ritual, by way of having people come and celebrate that person, it becomes such a difficult process where you're just not allowed to be amongst people. You're not allowed to say goodbye to your loved ones. So we just want to work through all of those emotions and what your experiences have been. The lines are open. 891 or you can send us a WhatsApp note on 614 thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pamela, and thank you for having me. Ordinarily, I mean, grief, a loss of a loved one is, is hard. With, with no yes. pandemic, it's hard. Right Absolutely. now, though, I mean, just yeah. the difficulties that families are facing, where even in just a way of ritual, you can't perform yeah. those rituals anymore. You can't yeah. go close your mother's eyes or your brother or your sister or whoever it is and say goodbye. Yeah. You just also mm. often... People lose people without having been by their side because of this yes. isolation process. Yeah. Whew. Talk about all, you know, the odds being stacked against us at this point in time in our lives. You know, the thing about death, you know, it, it, death is, is such an omnipresent phenomenon. I, I mean, we say we are making our way to death the minute we are born, yes. you know, but it is. It, it is so omnipresent in our lives, and yet it is a phenomenon phenomenon we never get used to. Mm. So, so there is something in death that just, it's like lightning. It just literally shatters our lives into pieces. And as you rightfully are saying, under normal circumstances, it is bad enough. Under normal circumstances, it is trying enough. What this present time says is we it just adds, extra burden to the process you know as you say the not being able to be with those loved ones we are left with that guilt the pain of not having been able to to get closure to see them through to to be there in their moment of weakness in 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 the time when we have always defined it as when you need me the most that's when i'll be there type of thing You know, and, and so it calls on us. When we talk about how do we cope with the loss of a loved one, we have to dig so much deeper within ourselves and within each other beyond the void that is created by the dead to navigate the circumstances of this death and to make meaning in spite of it all. And, I mean, one has to wonder how, Kusi, how? Yeah. Because... There, and also you're hearing just how, the speed in which this, this virus takes people. So people yeah. go into hospital the one day and then the, the following day they're yes. gone and so on. There's just yes. no time to say your goodbyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just so sudden. Um, yeah. how, how then are we able to make sense of, of all of this in the midst of everything and also being able to to manage yourself because now you also can't go see the body. You can't also go and yes. and wash the body and whatever it is yeah. that you would have done otherwise. Yeah. It just can't, it doesn't, the body can't yeah. come home. The body can't come yeah. home. Yeah. And the people that would have come to you and held you and comforted you can't do that. 
So it is it is literally tearing apart all the, the things we have held sacred and all the things that we have drawn strength from in helping us to piece ourselves together through those uh, terrible, you know, trying times. So it, the how, we, we, don't, we don't know. You know, we, we don't have any manual at this point in time that will say to us, do this and all will be well. So I think the, the well-known principles around it is simply to recognize that we are in a different, totally unprecedented time. Of course, and, it is also... Every, yeah. I beg your pardon, go ahead and I'll come with my answer. This is the time of first. Everything we're going to be doing mm. is... Is go- we're going to be doing for the first time. Mm. So allow ourselves that fallibility, not know they're not knowingness, and you do what you know in that moment to just get you through this moment, through this moment, and take life by the teaspoonful of the moment. There is the phenomena now of multiple people dying within one household, you know, one after the yeah. other after the other, yeah. and in itself yeah. just compounding the whole thing. How Indeed. then, Kosi, do we then get to support the loved ones who we are watching go through this without, with our absence? I mean, we, we can't presently be there. How do we support yeah. somebody who's going through this um, at such a very strange time? Because we can't be there. Ordinarily, you would have wanted to be Indeed. there and show your support and whatever. We, we can't Indeed. even do that. Yeah. So, you know, as I was saying, we have to dig deeper than anything we have done before. So in each moment, in this period in time, the one thing that we can look, look to and to look at and draw from that we have, I mean, is, is technology. The gift of technology right now is our closest way that we can get close to each other. You know, when we were thinking, we were having a discussion about the previous uh, uh, pandemic that is compared to this one. And I was saying, you know, can you imagine what it was like in 18 whatever, Mm. when they didn't have phones or didn't have this or didn't have that? Mm. How did people get information and that sort of thing? So the one gift we have at this time is the gift of information, the gift of having the world literally in the palm of our hand. It is a thing that... I can say with a certain degree of certainty, all of us have or have access to within our arm's length. <laughs> and so it is, how do we recreate? How do we reinvent? We, we're going to need to reinvent all those things that, we would, that would have served the purpose of giving us the comfort of, of us leaning on. So, you know, it, it, it's as simple as a phone call, as a text, as a WhatsApp video, as Zoom conferencing as a family and that sort of thing. Those are the things that we have at our disposal now. The, you know, the people have been talking lately about, and we also had that in our family. We buried an uncle last Tuesday, and it was live on Facebook. So for those people who couldn't be there, these, these are the realities that we have to embrace at this point in time. Let me open and the know lines. that it is not, it's, not, it's not the end. This is what we need to do what we can at this moment in time. Let's open the lines on 0891-104-207. You possibly are experiencing a loss of a loved ones and a loved one and it's just been difficult for you. And and let's call in. Kosi will probably just guide you mm-hmm. through that. Um, Kosi, what I'm also thinking about now is the fact that ordinarily, again, you would probably look to 
maybe your spiritual grounding in a community, at a church, at a, whatever it is, yeah. that's not possible now. You don't have that yeah. um, support structure where spirituality kind of then helps you through stuff. A lot of people look towards um, the church, maybe, you know, whatever yeah. it is that they, they, they look towards spiritually. They can't do that yeah. now, which, which in itself then puts a hell of a burden on society again, that absence. Of, um, sure. of comfort. Sure, absolutely. And yet again, so we live in this time of contradictions. So that is gone. But what has happened, church has moved online. Church is on TV. So we need to be able to allow ourselves to use those resources or to use that are available to us in a way that is different to, to in, in a sense, confer new meaning to those things. So we only were able to go to church, for example, on a Sunday or whichever day that was the day. And yet our grieving is a pervasive process. It, you know, it, 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 it is on moment by moment in our lives. So draw on those um, resources such as television. There are those channels that are constantly, you know, uh, church or religious or spiritual channels that are constantly available for us to draw strength from. Mm-hmm. And and that's the closest that we can get to what what resembles what we would have liked to have ideally. When we look at supporting people who've lost their loved ones, what are the things that we just shouldn't be doing, you know, in this period that is going to just make things worse for them? Sure. There's, there's, there's so many uh, different nuances. and, and different. So one of the things is that there's no umbrella statement that we can or can't say, simply because people are different. People have different ways of interpreting, of taking it in, and of dealing with and processing their loss. But, you know, one of the things that, um, one, one question that uh, people have said, is a question that's not useful, is, how are you? Hmm. Uh, because to the, does the person answer? Hmm. So what that question does is that it, it puts the burden on the person to now instead of being in their own pain, have to find words that they will have to, you know, to say to you. So in other words, it now makes them responsible Mm. for you rather than the other way around. Mm -hmm. So let's assume that they are in pain. Mm -hmm. And and, and it is rather to reflect on um, that I can't imagine how painful it must be for you right now. You know, rather than to ask the question. Mm-hmm. So, the, so when you when you text this person, when you text this person, and and you're just checking in on them, you you don't say how are you. You say, I don't know. We are thinking about you. It thinking must about be difficult you right now. I can only imagine where you are right now. What you must be going through right now. Do you eke out a response from that person? No, you don't. Avail yourself. Uh-huh. Avail yourself uh, in, in the uh, at any time. Please do call me. Okay. Please do wake me up. I'm giving you permission to do so. Uh-huh. Please do wake me up. If you are struggling, I am willing to listen. Hmm. If you need an, a, a shoulder to lean on, wake me up. If it becomes unbearable, talk to me. How do we respond to non-response? So you've reached out in that way and said and given permission, and and you you just don't hear back. 
what do we do then? So, so the one thing is to let them know that you are concerned about them. And please, all you're asking is for them to give you an indication. That they're okay. Well. That they are okay. Yes. Under the circumstances yes, yes. that at this point it is okay that you give them the space to be where they are. Hmm. And let them know that I don't want to feel like I am abandoning you. I don't want you to, to, to feel like I, I'm not there for you. But I also do not want to overwhelm you mm-hmm. with my presence. So therefore, uh, let's negotiate a way. Let me know that it is okay for me to check in on you. Do this. Yeah. To check in on you. Yes. Yeah. 0891-104-207. The WhatsApp number is 0614-104-107. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Kosi Gianni is a clinical psychologist. She's with us until uh, 2.30 today, and we're going to be taking your questions and your comments, in fact, a little bit after that as well, um, around grief at this time, where lots of people are losing their loved ones, and it's just so difficult to also watch people going through that and how we can support them, especially in a time when we can't physically be with our family members, with our loved ones, with our friends, with our colleagues, just navigating that pathway. So, Kosi, you were just talking me through how to be of support to someone who's who's lost a loved one from a distance so you were saying we can ask for indicators to say you know i'm going to keep checking on you every now and then um you don't have to respond but i'm here um is there a point where you you could intervene when you when you're worried so in other words i really know that this person is sinking into a deep black hole um, and something needs to be done. What is the thing that can be done? So one of the things is to, um, you know, suggest things they can do to help themselves. So one of the things we are allowed to is to walk, to take a walk. Um, and so, you know, invite a, the person on a walk. You don't need to walk close to them, you know, unless, of course, you know, there's clear indication that they are they themselves are not well in the sense of uh, physically ill or they themselves are in quarantine because of indications that they themselves perhaps have been contaminated um, or, or being also um, yes. infected by being in close proximity to the person who has died. There's that. So it is about, there's that yeah. too, yeah. Yeah. So it is about checking under those circumstances and finding... What is it that um, the person could, could do? So, exam- for example, you could send them something to read. Mm-hmm. You could give them things they may find, not necessarily a, a hobby that they may have thought of before, but it could be something as, as small as simple as, as knitting, mm. as crocheting, as coloring in, mm. those coloring in books. So to just, you know... Create a sense that, to help them recreate in themselves the sense that there is life after death. Because, you know, the the closest people are to the loss of a loved one, it feels like there is nothing beyond this. Yes. There can be, to just remind people that there was life beyond this person, even when they were alive, and life continues to be even after they, they, they are alive. 
Kosi, there's the issue of the fear of being next as with this pandemic. Those who were exposed yeah. to that person themselves falling ill. How do you manage their fear of being next in line? Sure. Yeah. And and these are some of the realities we just have to live with. So one of the things is to not go into a denial, but again, to help the person come to terms with the reality that, yes, they are infected, but to also point to the possibility that it doesn't necessarily mean that they will inevitably, the, the end is inevitably the same for everyone. Hmm. That So that you, you keep the person sense of, of possibility, that their hope alive, and things that they can do to help themselves in, in the moment. Even though there is little that people have control over, to look for that those uh, pockets of control that people can exercise over their lives, even in, in those trying circumstances. Hmm. Um, as, as you said, you know, what we're managing here is the loss of hope and, and the fact yeah. that there is, um, there, is, there is life beyond this, which is difficult yeah. because none of us know. I mean, that's the truth. None of us know when hmm. this is going to end. None of us know how and when. And, and yeah. so, you know, you also don't want to come across as, you know, you you know it all, and um, you know what are you what do you what are you talking about? What do you know? Because mm-hmm. that that's yeah. likely to be the response from the other person when you comfort them. They would likely say to you, "But what do you know? How do you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you you don't know any better than I do. And all I know now is that sure. I've lost my loved one, and I'm also in this in this uh, in this mess, and I could be next. There just isn't sure. any any guarantee. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and, and to acknowledge that, that I can't take this away. I wish I, I wish I had the words that could change things. I wish I had the wisdom, the foresight to know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't. But all I can do is to take it moment by moment, and my role here is to help lighten the burden. So while we are alive, we have a responsibility to live 100% of that possibility. Mm. to do what we can. So we want to maximize that. We don't know. And also the reality is, you know, while we may be looking at someone who possibly could die from COVID, it's that we could die from anything else Mm -hmm. under other natural causes. So this is not the only thing. So our vulnerability is always there. But we have a responsibility. What, What this time does is that it brings, it, it, it is brought it so much closer to, to the eye that we can't, you know, look away for a moment that like we've been able to before. Kosi, there's a voice note that I want us to play for you. Just take a listen. A mm. uh, very good afternoon, Pimelo, to yourself and your guest. Uh, it's crying time for the world indeed. Uh, all I can say is just uh, we can try and get used to affirming to one another how we feel about each other. Because everything now happens at a very fast speed. So there's nothing one can say. And uh, in that case, I would say, if ever there was a need for us to videoize some of the things, we need to videoize some of our funerals so that we can share this with those who are left behind, with those who might miss 
the entire process. So it's very difficult indeed, but let's affirm one another. Let's appreciate our, our ourselves and even our presence. It's, it's difficult, I must say, it's difficult. I'm going to give you a chance to respond when we come back. Kosi Kosi Gianni is our clinical psychologist and we're talking about grief at this time. As you know, lots of people passing away and it's just carnage everywhere. Uh, how do we navigate uh, ourselves around this really difficult time when we can't even comfort loved ones? We'll continue with that conversation after the headlines. It's 2.30. Let's go to Utsila Saku for the latest in headlines. You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Okay, there is hardly a bulletin where we're not announcing a death. Kosi, your response to yeah. the, um, the, the the voice note that came through before we went to the headlines? Yeah, so I think what comes out for me out of that voice note is that the imminence of the potential for death, you know, has is sending us... The, 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 the lesson we have to take out of it is to take nothing for granted. So to leave... You, you know, to deal with the stones in our shoes, to hear things, to say the things we want to say to mm. people now because we, we don't know what may transpire tomorrow. So we get into the habit of taking life for granted and we say we need to be awakened to that. And again, the, pot- the possibility again of technology to memorialize these events so that people that have not had access to it can, you know, in, in the future be able to, to participate um, even if uh, vicariously through technology. Once again, I want to thank you, Kosi. Thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. And stay safe, please. Stay safe for us. Thank, thank you. you. We'll do my best. You do right. the same. All right, Kosi Gianni, a clinical psychologist. We're going to have to leave it there. And uh, the reason we're leaving it there is because the State Capture Commission has resumed its uh, its testimony by uh, uh, former Water Affairs and Minister uh, Nomvula Mugonyani. She's busy testifying now. And I did promise that when they get back, we will go right back to that uh, audio. So let's do that right now.